Gentlemen, start your engines! Good afternoon, Radio Hotline. For those who don't know, Radio Hotline. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical, uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotline. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. JP, who would have thought it's 70 years to the day the Lobethal Grand Prix Carnival is being reenacted here in little old Lobethal. Yes, fantastic. Oh, he's a Morgan three-wheeler, Johnny. Unbelievable. Just a little wedgy show, I suppose. 96.5 oh, yeah. that we thought we'd get in. Going to be 0.5 uh, or 0.3? What do you reckon? Oh, who knows? We'll see how the well, yeah, we'll see how it goes. What's this Green Holden doing here? Oh, and it's a cop car. It's Ford in a brown. It's the Coopers, yeah, well, it but Coopers, it's, a, yeah. it's a bit odd that it's a Holden when we're racing a Ford. That's right, it is. I thought that was a bit weird when they were giving it away at the um, casino to uh, some punter or the other. Anyway, good afternoon to you, JP. Yeah, good afternoon to you, John. And uh, we've had a couple of uh, Coopers uh, lagers. We have, we've Not had a couple of lagers. Pails. Yeah. Courtesy of Tim. The owner of the Lobethal Hotel, which is very lovely. I've met a few of the interesting locals, and uh, I think it's going to be a great event. Now, there's uh, some uh, some people you know have uh, worked very hard to put the event on. Yeah, Tony Parko is uh, the driving force behind the whole thing. Tony Parkinson, aka Parko, a uh, long time. Um, player, I suppose you could say, in the Adelaide Advertising Agency oh, industry. coming through here now, mate. And we've got some new stuff just about to come through, uh, boys and girls. And this is, uh, they're being led by the Cooper's Chase Car. There's a Jaguar Special there. And uh, there's a, a Black Bass. It's a very, very famous V8 that's uh, competed in many, many uh, races in South Australia. A couple of MGs, MGTCs. I don't know what that beast here is. It looks like a very special, special. Big, deep growl there. Bugatti. Now, I don't know whether that Bugatti is a genuine or a replica. There are a couple of replica Bugattis. Have a go at the positive camera on this blue one. Absolutely. Very, very positive. You can looks smell good. the avgas or yeah. that, uh, just that, that the fuel and oil of that era. Yep. Uh, and it just gives the ambience, doesn't it? It does, absolutely, and uh, it's a lovely smell. And here we go, there's a nice Porsche Spider. Now, I think that's a replica, that one. They were talking earlier on. Nice uh, MGA. Uh, beautiful old Ferrari coming through here. Absolutely gorgeous, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I know what that is. Uh, but uh, we've got a few Elfins, I Lotus 7. be a winner of them. I think it's going to be a great event, there's no doubt about it. Another the weather is sensational. It's going to day. There's an Elfin. Another Jag. This is a Lotus? Yeah. Or a Cooper Climax, perhaps. It's a Cooper, I think. Yes, it's definitely very Cooper. Old Jag. Yes. Another Cooper, I reckon. Oh, that could be an early Elfin, actually. They look very much like uh, Coopers. I, I would suggest. That, I would suggest that uh, the combined value of the vehicles here 
would be in the order of $20 million. Oh, I think you'd probably be uh, very, very correct in that. On the conservative side. Yeah, definitely conservative. And uh, we've still got the motorbikes to come. Uh, viewers, there's, uh, there's a whole... Uh, heap of vintage motorbikes that are still going to be coming through later on. Uh, we've just got the cars happening at the moment. Great uh, crowd uh, gathering around the Onca Poringa Meats uh, Company <laughs> since uh, 1888. That's uh, right. Been and doing the Amberlite Deli over there. Yeah, that's right. We can't get across there. In there for they a bit of shade. Haven't had uh, the bridge put up yet, but uh, mm. it's great to see the Clipsal 500 and um, obviously the South Australian Motorsport Board because uh, Roger Cook is yes, up there. Yes, Roger Cook was actually lunch. did the official opening at uh, 10 to 1. So uh, Roger's here and all the uh, Motorsport Board people. Andrew Daniels, I believe, is up there too. Been invited back. That's unusual that they would invite someone back who's left. Well, I think because he was so instrumental in actually creating the event, even though he's now left uh, the Clipsal 500 organisation, um, he's still been invited back. We saw Penny up there. Yes, Penny Gordon, and in fact we uh, were rem uh, remiss to uh, congratulate uh, not were. only Penny but uh, Mike Drewer, yes. uh, Tom Drewer's father, for, for Tom's success in the IMSA Light L2 Championship in uh, in America, clinching the championship at, at Petit, Petit Le Mans. Yeah, and that was absolutely brilliant, and yes, we were very remiss to uh, not even mention that in the last show, but uh, the last show was a little bit disjointed with International Paulie jumping in in the middle. So, um, no. Let's try to pretend you were around. That's right, exactly. And uh, so, no, it's, it's fantastic. And the cars are back up again now. And we've got a few cars. There's a special up the front. I don't know what that is. Um, Harry Frog Eye Sprite. Well, that's oh, a that's gorgeous looking Aston. Absolutely. There's another special. There's a lot of uh, Australian built specials where they've used old chassis and, uh, and put a good big Australian V8 in there. American V8 in a lot of cases. It's an Allard, which is a very, very rare car. Uh, nice Mercedes 220SL. Uh, it's been inappropriate beautiful. with a guy wearing a motocross helmet. Well, it is, and a 300SL as well. Uh, AKW 454, that's a very pommy number plate. I would suggest that it be an import. He's wearing a suit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a full period. It's racing from the era. That's right. Now, something a little bit more yellow. modern and uh, sporty. Now, the number plate on that was Milan 6 or something. So Must be uh, something Italian. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Are you taking the... As if I would. In the background, uh, yes. we have the TV on Baptist. Um, just watching Bryce Washington come to a very uh, successful second place in the second career a cup race. Fantastic result for Bryce. Well done, son. You've done well again. Another Bugatti. Craig Baird taking a drive-through penalty for a, a hiccup off the start. Is that right? So uh, that's obviously dropped him a spot, and uh, that's helped Bryce. And Fantastic. he's angry. Is he angry, is he? Yes. Ooh. But uh, taking uh, teammate, uh, Sonic teammate uh, James Moffat for second place with also Sonic teammate uh, Dean Fiore taking the win. So that's Sonic, Sonic, Sonic. And, and as we'd uh, mentioned earlier that uh, Bryce is uh, taking delivery of Jamie Wincup's triple eight uh, or double eight car um, yep. uh, at the season end. And this is not the car that got crashed heavily at Clipsal earlier in the year. Um, it's the uh, chassis 14. Because ah. if you remember, they did yeah. they did not produce they didn't. 13. No, it was uh, a 12A, was, wasn't there? It was correct. 12 and 12A, yeah. And we're not talking rotary engines. No, we're not. Definitely not talking rotary. Well, then we would be talking 13 because we'd be talking 13B as well. Here comes another little, uh, I don't know what this guy is. 
Some of these uh, cars are very difficult to uh, suss out viewers, especially from a distance. But what a great turnout and uh, I'd like to also point out that the, uh, the uh, officials uh, are here in white, um, not overalls, but, uh, but coats that would yeah. be fitting the era and, and also the gentleman, uh, the official flagman is uh, Glenn Dix, no, no less than the oh, dancing flagman himself and he's Dix. just up the street from us right now for you, waiting to, to wave him in. Because yeah, 1.30 I think this, uh, this session stops. So Glenn's we'll got the uh, chequered flag rolled up there, ready to do his little dance in a moment. We'll slide up and see Glenn. Come on, yeah, let's well, go up. Glenn Dix uh, was the official uh, flagman for Clipsal, uh, not Clipsal, but the Australian Grand Prix, and um, did a great job. Glenn, you must be in your element here today, getting back amongst it with the flag. Great, great, really good. Really put you back a few years. It's great to see so many people here enjoying the whole thing. That, that's the really good part about it. Really is. What have you been doing with yourself since the Grand Prix's been around? There's plenty of other things I've been cavalcades and truck shows and motorbike toy runs and there's plenty of other things going on. Plenty. There's a lot of exotic cars here today, Glenn, do you have a favourite? Oh, you couldn't possibly have a favourite in that lot, they're all good, they're really all good. Let's hope the event goes on next year, I'm sure it'll be a great one. Have a great afternoon, Glenn. Will do, thank you, and I hope it goes on too. Glenn Dix, an absolute legend in um, Australian motorsport and uh, definitely one of the loved Australians in the scene. Winkler special, not a Henry Winkler special. You're entitled Winkler yourself. Listen, I think it's time for lunch. I think you're right. We haven't had lunch at all. Let's go. Pretty good steak sandwich we had there at the Labethal pub, uh, JP. That was very tasty indeed, Johnny. And the bikes are out. Yeah, the bikes are out now, yes. An old single pop 500cc Velo, I think that was. Uh, well, he had a BSA jacket on. Alright, so he's probably got about seven bikes, truth be known. You know, everything. You're just don't being you? fucking ordinary, ordinarily awkward again, aren't you? <laughs> you must have had a glass of beer for lunch. I didn't actually. I had a bloody lemon, lime, and bitters because I'm driving. How responsible. But there you go. I know. Happens every now and again. Well, before we uh, catch up with the next uh, bunch of bikes coming along, but, uh, something I wanted to bring up from uh, yesterday at Bathurst, uh, there was a large crash there on the top of the mountain in, in uh, I think, uh, P2 with um, uh, Paul Wheel spinning the PWR uh, car Yes. Um, right there, sort of coming in before McPhillamy, much like the yep. Mark, Mark Porter accident of uh, a couple of years ago, the tragedy, yep. um, and was very much sitting prone on the track. Uh, 
Chris Pither has come across full speed on the money and, and T-boned him, uh, luckily, just behind the, uh, the, the the front door and has probably saved um, Paul's life. And, and that's great to find out that, that Paul is... Today and he's maybe got a suspected broken rib, so uh, that's well, good. That's just amazing, and it's a testament to the people who build these cars. It is. Um, and 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 I, uh, Chris is, is is good now too. The car is being uh, is being um, uh, prepared, I suppose, for today's um, qualifying. I haven't seen the results, but anyway, uh, what 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 got my back up a little bit was that uh, on uh, the Network Seven's coverage that Neil Crompton decided to castigate um, Chris Pither. Yep. Because he thought that... Oh, here we go. Jap. Very loud Jap, actually. Without uh, the benefit of the right information, he, he uh, basically castigated Chris Pither. Um, saying, look, I think he could, could, have been asleep, could have been asleep at the wheel. Uh, yep. oh, but then again, you know, it would be wrong of me to say that without the right information. Then um, I found that uh, a further observation showed that Bradley Jones had uh, managed to clear the and car. And avoid, avoid the accident. That's yes, he had. That. that was another Jap with the sidecar. Yeah, it was uh, Bradley Jones had been able to uh, clear clear the uh, the stricken car on the side without the benefit of flags being there. Yet when Pitha came over the top there, uh, there were flags, but he hit the car and immediately Crompton decided that the guy was a dickhead, and yeah. uh, and you know it's unacceptable. Well, firstly. Bradley Jones retired from the sport because he's probably now no longer up to be able to do the speed. And he was on a slowdown lap anyway, as far as exactly. I can see. Yeah. And, 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 and further to that, 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 that Chris Pither was on a flyer and admitting, and you do have your head down. Now, we'll take Neil's point. And I do that think that the yellows had only just come out. So even if he'd just got straight on the brakes, you're blind through there, he wouldn't have seen a cracker. And I will take Neil's point that I think what he was trying to get at is the length of the lap is such that, you know, you can't get two bites at the cherry there on that, that, that circuit. So you have to be able to sort of put it in where you can. Whether they're getting blasé about the yellows over the top, I don't really know. But it's not his position, JP, to be able to, to judge criticise on, on national, national television. TV. Because yeah, right. uh, Chris Pither doesn't have the right of the reply of that. Yep, and, absolutely uh, correct. And I just think that that's, that's poor form. And I think uh, where his ego is getting in front of his ability. I think you're absolutely correct there, Johnny. What's going oh, over? Aeroplanes going over now. Tiger moths, in fact. We have, yeah. Load of biplanes. Here we go, it's a goodie. Perfect shot. This one's got the US Army marking. Yellow wings with a blue body, absolutely magnificent day here at Lobethal. You just, you just wouldn't be able to ask for a better turnout. And uh, oh, judging, judging from the, the the people that we've spoken to today, just everybody is uh, is going to be part of this. Uh, Channel Seven's been up here doing some uh, some coverage, and all the right people are behind the event. So it's, just, I, I think it's, it's going to uh, go on and on and on. It, it's certainly a, a, a credit to all the organisers and a fantastic event. And um, yes, they reckon that it will if this is successful. It'll become an annual thing, and I reckon that on today's turnout, for sure, it will become an annual event. What's interesting is that the timing of the event would probably fit well with the launch of the following season, Clips of 500. Yes, it would. You're right. 
so that would uh, sort of could turn into possibly a bit of a speed week with some of the other cars being brought down and uh, really I think that's what's happening down here in Adelaide is that there is uh, the introduction of speed week coming about. Do you think that's going to be the goal or do you think maybe it'll be uh, part of uh, Classic Adelaide even if, if Classic Adelaide were earlier again and this were a little bit later? There's, there's lots of options there. Yeah I think you know if you get to A to talk to B and talk to C then, then all these sort of things can happen. The kids okay. are really enjoying themselves, so they having are a uh, alcoholic uh, ice cream outside <laughs> here. You know, um, uh, we were hoping no, to catch up with Glenn Cooper today, but uh, he got stuck in Sydney and won't be here till tomorrow. Um, but uh, it's just the way it is, I suppose. Exactly, and uh, we won't be here tomorrow. We'll be watching the race at Bathurst, indubitably. So there you go. We'll be giving you the feedback, but we'll probably come back a little bit later, won't we, Joe? I would think we probably will, Johnny. Yeah. Or ninety-six point five. Absolutely. And that's not a frequency. Quite amazing, JP, how the sound reverberates around the town of Lobethal when the bikes go by up the main street there, limited to 50 kilometres an hour, mind you, but able to do the full speed out there on a circuit, which is 14 kilometres, virtually the same length as Le Mans. In fact, it reminds me a little of Le Mans Australian style because it comes up for a hard corner back, much yes. like the end of my son. And a little bit of a switch at the end there as they come into the main street. It's, uh, no, it's a great circuit, there's no doubt about that, and I'm sure that uh, back in the day, those guys would have been really pushing it to get through. Another biplane there with the, uh, with the sign of the old country, not that you've got any love of it. <laughs> no, it's good to see, it's always good to see stuff like that. There's plenty of biplanes going over there, how many of them is there, have, have we counted them? Uh, what, what's what, they, they can't decide their preference? <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Idiot. Just had a uh, bit of a uh, chat there with, uh, oh wow, look at that huge selection of biplanes flying over. To Grant Johnson there on the mountain uh, in the second uh, reverse grid V8 Ute race held uh, earlier today. Um, not his fault uh, coming out of the elbow, someone had touched the wall there, basically took him out car will be repaired he'll be back tomorrow but uh, he said mate this place is awesome I just love yeah, it yeah. so you know isn't that really uh, it's uh, it really just says look I, I just love being here yeah absolutely and, uh, well, the guys all love Bathurst it's just one of those great circuits it's probably a bit like this in terms of this is a road course and there's nothing like a, a, a good long road course uh, Kurt Wimmer won that race there and is a relatively new entrant uh, to the um, the category, uh, Queensland guy, a family and a soft drink manufacturing company, and in fact, Jack Hillsgood tested Kurt and uh, uh, George Medici were back at the beginning of season uh, 2007 when Jack was going to be moving on to another category, but of course the, the money didn't turn up and so had to retain that position. The difficulty there was for for Jack and for, uh, for George and Kurt was they deliver the goods at the first race at Clips 500 as a Cooper's driver in front of Glenn Cooper, that would have been difficult. Well, it was a bit, as we've seen, George Medici has definitely come of age and become a very, or Medici, I'm going to get it right, because he's uh, yeah, been telling me. you better get it right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially Port Macquarie'sville. And, um, <laughs> and, and Kurt Wimmer showed that uh, he was teammates to Ryle Harris, uh, really um, 
didn't give his uh, teammate any love no, there at all no, by, no, by giving him the short back and sides going for it. Uh, to, to go up the hill on the final time and uh, in fact it finished under safety car but um, yeah he, he won it and I don't imagine uh, Ryle will be too pleased about that. I wouldn't think he'd be very pleased at all especially the way Kurt was tailgating him all, down, all the way down the main straight after the flag. No that was the other way round. Was it? Yes, it but you never. Me. But yeah. then the other day, I'd imagine where the money came from. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it didn't come from Ryle. <laughs> Absolutely not. You never know who you're going to catch up with at the Lobethal Grand Prix Carnival. Mike Drewer, how are you? Very, very well indeed. Mate, uh, I just have to say massive congratulations to, you, to yourself and the family and, and to Tom, your son, who's taken out the L2 IMSA Light Championship in America last weekend at Petit Le Mans. Yeah, look, uh, we're very, very proud of him. It's been a fantastic effort for Tom. Went over there at the start of the year. A little bit unknown, but uh, he's really done well and uh, not only taken out the championship, but I'm really pleased because he's uh, set qualifying records. He's broken lap records just about everywhere he's uh, been and uh, having done it at uh, Petit Le Mans at Road Atlanta, he goes into the last round Laguna Seca without the pressure of the points so he can have a really good fun driving at that Laguna Seca circuit which I was talking to him. He's really looking forward to that corkscrew. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a fun circuit, as is uh, as is uh, Road Atlanta, M much like the reverse of Bathurst. In fact, you plunge down the hill before you go back up. Um, it's a it's a great circuit. So uh, opportunities would be opening, obviously, for next year. Look, uh, that's right. He's uh, hopeful. Uh, he's been asked to test for a, a number of people. Um, the uh, Ray Hall Anderson team, which is uh, the team that uh, is the leading team, if you like, to uh, the Rail Hall Letterman team, um, have been talking to him, Dan Anderson and a couple of others. So hopefully uh, he'll be in a position to test and uh, he's certainly going back to America next year and uh, see what happens from there. Definitely been flying the flag for West Sports Cars in Australia. Yes, well, I mean, the West came here and uh, they're obviously a great car. Um, and obviously allowed Tom to, uh, to drive and show some talent here. And uh, the car in America is a, a different spec car uh, with full tunnel floors, etc. But essentially the same chassis or whatever. And uh, not only sort of punching their weight very well as far as L2 times, but uh, at places like uh, Miller, uh, Tom was about fourth outright amongst the L1 cars. And uh, they're a very, very fast little car. Mate, uh, you're uh, definitely a sports car guy at heart, and uh, I'll let you get on to your dual exhaust sausages there that you got locally. <laughs> but I've got uh, the, the boss of the GT Championships just floated in, Terry Little. Hello, mate. How you going, mate? Very good. So, uh, mate, there's been a bit of a revamp this year. You've got some great new logos, and it looks like the field's starting to fill up. How's it all going? It's fantastic. The amount of new cars, we're only talking yesterday about the state of the economy, and we've got 10 new cars being purchased in the last uh, five to six weeks. Um, there's about five cars yet to arrive and a couple of new announcements next week. So, yeah, it's just going berserk. Mate, it just shows you who doesn't listen to what uh, Rupert Murdoch's got to say. They make their mind up for themselves. Yeah, they do, yeah. yeah like these guys are sort of uh, obviously got a bit of money to spend. They want to race, and um, the good thing is they decided to race the GT Championship, which is only good for everybody because it's... Uh, I think at Sandown we look like we've got nine different marks and over 30 cars, so it's really, really getting there. Stefan Rattel's been down to see you. Uh, what's it looking like uh, for Australia being part of the um, World Championship? Stefan's had a fair bit of interest in running something in Australia for quite a while, but uh, I think at the moment, like the you know the major promoters, which are the governments, are pretty well committed with you know Clipsal, the Grand Prix, and Indy, and now Townsville. So 
as much as we'd like to see it, I think it could be a while before we do. Unless you get a sudden change of government like you get in New South Wales, where they're sort of for all the wrong reasons, they've got to make the decision to do it. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, Mr Foley's here today, I might see if we can't get Adelaide changed to a sports car race. <laughs> <laughs> He's just bitten off the tailpipe of the, exo- of the, of the sausage there. <laughs> well, mate, I'll, I wish yeah. you all the best for that, and uh, I think... Uh, Uh, the reigning champion Alan Simonson or what not won't be reigning for much longer um, uh, is uh, doing British GT uh, this weekend and then has the, the Zolder uh, penultimate final of FIA, FIA GT will be coming back and yeah. joining you for the Sandown 350. Yeah I believe Alan's on his way back uh, with an email the other day and uh, he keeps in contact all the time as you know and uh, he's a very close eye on it and he probably does more GT racing throughout the world than anybody these days. Well, you should see the female uh, comments on from his Facebook account you know I think he's done a bit of damage when he's been down under. <laughs> Mike, how's your sausage? No, the sausage is very well. but uh, It's the Facebook account from Bryce Washington and him in Brazil I'd like to see. Oh, yes, uh, I know. Well, well I, I can't say anything about who was walking in and who, yeah. and who was walking out. And the, uh, and the only other thing, uh, son Tom's no- normal nickname's TD, but he says he's got a new one now called Tom Sandwich. We don't know what it means. He just said, ask the two girls in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. well, you always got to have a layover. <laughs> and he's got a sausage sandwich. <laughs> all right, guys. Good to see good you. Good to see you. Right? Great event. See you. That was the first day of the Loberthal Grand Prix Carnival, JP. As we cruise around the course, a lovely piece of uh, road. In fact, very smooth cruising here into Charlestown. We are in, coming into Charleston at the moment, Johnny, and you're quite correct. The road from Mount Torrens, the uh, the junction there with the main road that runs up to Birdwood, and here into Charleston is absolutely fantastic. It's obviously been uh, resurfaced fairly recently, and it is as smooth as. Those guys would have had an absolutely fantastic time today, hootling through here. Hootling. Hootling or tootling? One or the other. Well, they weren't tootling, they were hooting. Well, there you go. And yeah, you wanted to steal one of the signs. I can't believe you do that. I didn't say I wanted to steal one of the signs, but if somebody gave me one, I'd quite happily take it. Uh, great there afternoon indeed. Uh, and then tomorrow, just as equally good a day, um, for sure. Oh, without a doubt. It'll just be, uh, saw the uh, qualifying, or the rather the top ten shootout, shootout. and yep. uh, who was on top? Tander. Followed by Winterbottom, but it appeared that uh, he he really did make a bit of a mistake uh, coming off the uh, start finish line to go up the hill, Murray's, yep. and um, that probably cost him. Although he did manage to make it back very cleanly in the second sector to he lose out quite heavily in the third. He, he certainly, I mean, the second sector he looked like he was going to be really be picking it all up, but then the third sector he must have just been slow. I don't know whether it was coming into the chase or whatever, but uh, yeah, he's, uh, he dropped back fairly substantially, so uh, there we go. The uh, award for the day from me, from my point of view, uh, goes to Paul Dumbrell for a very uh, clean, fast, consistent drive. And I think Paul, he's very talented, but it, he tends to, it's either its either make or break. Yes, definitely, but it was, was very uh, fast and very consistent, so it's very, very clean. It, interestingly, while Johnny and I were watching the, the whole affair, it appeared that um, the Holdens definitely had the wood on the Fords in terms of uh, turn-in and front-in grip. Just looking at the way the cars were handling, particularly up across the top and uh, coming around Forest Elbow. Word from the mountain just then from folks is such that uh, 
the uh, Autobahn car, which was originally early in the year, was going to be Dombrell and Zakanovic. Yes. Well, uh, Zakanovic got the flick. Over, money. over, we don't know anything about that. Don't <laughs> speculate about things well, you don't know anything allegedly, about. Allegedly, in my brain, we don't know anything about that. No, we don't. But uh, David Reynolds, the Career Cup champ, got uh, got the gig. Um, only this afternoon to be given the flick, uh, in uh, to be replaced by Rick Kelly uh, because of the damage to the 15 car, which probably right. isn't going to make it onto the grid. Um, and poor old, uh, poor old Paul uh, Radisich uh, has broken his other ankle. Which uh, I think we uh, we talked about earlier in the day we when a stuck throttle across yep. the top in the 15 car in uh, in P3. Very very sad for that uh, uh, talented uh, Kiwi uh, who was once a uh, world right. touring car champion. And he was certainly looking the goods this weekend too. He'd been uh, he'd been going well early, and uh, and he's uh, you know I think I saw an interview with him after um, Philip Island, and he was saying how much he was enjoying getting getting back in the saddle and uh, look you know looking forward to Bathurst. So. Yeah, go. definitely the Holdens did seem like they were, let's say, less nervous than yes. the Fords. Um, uh, and I was watching towards the pointy end of the shootout, they were definitely cleaner on the, the left-hand turn coming out of the chase by not using that kerb. Because once you get out the kerb on the right-hand side, then it's going to slow you down coming out of that. They were all very conservative. And as we know, you know, slow in is fast out. Well, you'd like to think so. And certainly... I mean, they've, they've, they're all handling brilliantly, but, uh, but the Holdens definitely look like they had the edge down through that part of the circuit. Just cruising through uh, the little town of Oakbank, which is uh, one of the places that we transport through um, on day three of Classic Adelaide, uh, where the famous Oakbank race is probably the second largest country races in Australia. Uh, the largest being Bong Bong in uh, New South Wales, in the, uh, the, the south, uh, southern coast, the Barrel, barrel area. Um, Although one could, uh, well, they reckon that Oakbank is the largest picnic race meeting picnic in the races. world. So yeah, picnic is the picnic word. Picnic races. Well, you want to have what picnics defined by? Um, well, you don't have a break. Have a no. That's a Kit Kat, not a picnic. It's an interesting event because yeah. it actually has. It usually is held over the Easter weekend. Yes. And it's on the Saturday and then on the Monday. Yep. So uh, the whole thing repeats itself uh, with a day apart, much like traditional horse racing does in Melbourne when the spring carnival comes in uh, through uh, November and I suppose they have that day off for everyone to recover and replenish the champagne. Yeah, I mean I think and, over and the Easter weekend the... it's a bit of respect as well and it religion wise but uh, yeah there you go. Respect? Respect. We'll give you some respect when we get to episode 97 we later will. on in the week unless we do another little wedgie. We may do a little wedgie tomorrow after Bathurst depends what happens viewers. See ya. See ya.